0: Here are the marching bands. It's time to rush the field. This is Jay Binkley with Rush the Field. Julio Sanchez producing the operation. Well, the College Football National Championship game is coming up on Monday. And if you're not excited about the sport of football, but we're supposed to be getting a bunch of snow in Kansas City, you know what? Go get your snacks. Go get your snacks on. You get permission to hit the store. Get your stuff. Don't get your bread and milk. Get your beer. Get your nachos. Get set for a great three days. Of football, we have the NFL Divisional Round, my favorite weekend of the year in the National Football League, followed by 7 o'clock, Monday night, LSU versus Clemson. The number one overall draft pick in Joe Burrow, the Heisman Trophy winner, I assume, against Trevor Lawrence, 25-0 at Clemson. Clemson, 29-0 the previous two seasons, but Trevor Lawrence is 25-0 as a starter. He's probably the number one overall pick next year. One thing about Clemson is they keep getting to this title game. 2015, they lost Alabama 45 to 40 in a great game. 2016, they won it. 2017, they weren't in the championship game. It was Alabama Georgia. 2018, they were in the game. Clemson wins it over Alabama 44 to 16. So they've won two out of the last three national championships, and they find themselves in four of the last five national championship. Clemson is just building a dynasty. We've got a lot of fun tonight. We'll talk to both voices tonight. The voice of LSU will join us, Chris Blair. He'll join us around 8.15 or so. The Nick Bromberg, Yahoo Sports College football expert from Yahoo. Nick Bromberg joins us then. 8.45, Don Munson. He's the voice of the Clemson Tigers, which, by the way, has Isaiah Simmons right here from Olathe North High School. Butkus Award winner, plays for Clemson. Three local kids, including a defensive tackle from Park Hill South. Mario Goodrich, the cornerback at Elite West. Limited playing time, but he's a backup on Clemson. But Isaiah Simmons was the Butkus Award winner, the top linebacker in the country. So Clemson definitely recruits here locally. How'd these teams get here? Well, it was LSU against Oklahoma first.
1: The horn will sound. This one is in the books. Tigers win. Tigers win. And we are headed to New Orleans. Tigers headed to the title game. Coming up in two weeks from the Big Easy, they'll take on either Ohio State or Clemson, who play later tonight out in Arizona. Tigers stay unbeaten on the season, make it 14-0. And they are the 2019 Peach Bowl champions here in Atlanta. Final score, Your fighting Tigers of LSU, 63, the Sooners of Oklahoma, 28.
0: And that was embarrassing for Big 12, who finishes 1-5 and in the bowl season. It was all about Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson.
1: Second down and four for LSU. Burrow throws. Slant going to be caught inside the 10. Battling his way near the goal line. It's Justin Jefferson. Touchdown,
0: Tigers! And Joe Burrow to Justin Jefferson continued.
1: Chase your long wideout. Burrow throws towards the end zone. Jefferson over, open, over the shoulder catch. He's got it. Left corner of the end zone. Touchdown Tigers.
0: Justin Jefferson ended up with 14 catches, 227 yards, and four touchdowns in that game. Also, Joe Burrow to Thaddeus Moss, making the score 42 to 14. Thaddeus is son of Randy Moss.
1: Burrow comes out firing, got Van Moss, caught at the 40 far side. Outside the numbers, 20, 15, 10, and bounces his way into the end zone. Touchdown,
0: Tigers! That voice right there, Chris Blair, joins us at 8-15 as the voice of LSU joins us. Ed Orgeron, after the game, Coach O. Now, Coach O also had some things to say this week as well, including this battle between Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence.
1: I think it's fantastic.
2: It goes to show you to play the championship, you got to have a great quarterback, number one. Never championship I've been, we had great quarterbacks. and uh, It's hard to get to a championship without one. I do believe, uh, as a fan, you look at these two great quarterbacks playing, they're going to be playing in the NFL for a long time. Uh, they're leading the team. you got to be proud of both of them. They're both character young men. That's what college football is all about.
0: Coach O continued.
2: Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. I talked to the coaches today about fundamentals, about technique, not making it too big, not, whoa, man, well, national championship. No. It's the focus is on today and the focus on Monday. Is to be Clemson. And let's see what happens after we beat Clemson.
0: So that's how LSU got there. Absolutely dispatching of Oklahoma. Joe Burrow seven touchdown passes, one touchdown rushing, so eight touchdowns for the Heisman Trophy winner. Now. It was Clemson over Ohio State in a great game. Here's the voice of Clemson with the final call, Don Munson, who will join us later in the show.
1: Clemson not yet celebrating, and now they head towards midfield. That's going to be it. Six seconds, five, four, three, two, one. Hello, New Orleans. Here comes Clemson, a national championship matchup. Of LSU, the Bio Bengals against our Clemson Tigers for the national championship come January in New Orleans. Clemson wins it. Come from behind fashion, 29-23
0: here over Ohio State in Glendale. Ohio State, three players to finish in the top six of the Heisman Trophy. Ohio State was loaded. This is a good win for Clemson. Everybody doubting their schedule. But it was Clemson to come through, 29-0, undefeated last year, 15-0, 14-0 this year. And it was about Trevor Lawrence doing what he could do as Trevor Lawrence, not only with the arm throwing for 259 yards, how about this? He ran for over 100 yards as well, 107, including the 67-yard scamper. the longest of his career. Don Munson on the call, joins his show at 845. Here's Trevor Lawrence after the game about what he told Clemson on the final drive. Let's go win it. We were
1: built for this. Uh, that's what we're waiting for. We get a chance to prove ourselves. Let's go do it. And There was no doubt. I told him, I love y'all. Let's, let's lay it all out here right now.
0: And head coach Debo Sweeney looking for his third national championship on Monday. Defense had to get a stop, and we had to have it. And they got it. And then they, we came We said, hey, let's go win the dadgum game, man. I mean, let's make some plays. We've been saving our play action to uh, Travis the whole game. and Just felt like it was the right time to call it right there. And what a program Clemson is building. It's fun to watch. But if you look at these national titles, in the college football playoffs, Ohio State won the first one in 14. Bama in 2015. Clemson 2016. Bama in 2017. Clemson in 2018. And 2019, of course, Clemson or LSU really an Alabama and Clemson feel to the college football playoffs and Clemson's starting to become that team like the new England Patriots like Alabama like the New York Yankees where people are going to be rooting for them to fail by the way as I mentioned the big 12 goes one and five in bowl games this year the SEC stands at seven and two another college football news the Pirates he's leaving Washington State he's going to Mississippi State so think about this Think about the the bowl game, the traditional bowl game, the Egg Bowl, between Mississippi and Mississippi State. Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach in the same state. Pour this into my veins, Julio. Mike Leach. They're already celebrating. He comes out with the cowbell. He's got a picture of uh, Will Ferrell with the cowbell sitting out live. Mike Leach taking that offense, the air raid, down to Mississippi State. It'll be interesting seeing the SEC media days, all the hoopla that that has with a guy like Mike Leach now in the SEC. Coming up next, we go down to Baton Rouge and talk to Chris Blair. He's the voice of the LSU Tigers. we do that next.
1: Rush the Field with Jay Binkley.
0: And welcome back to Rush the Field. I'm Jay Binkley with... Julio Sanchez, looking forward to talking to Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, both football and basketball. Great stuff. Louisiana, Baton Rouge, the voice of the Tigers, Chris Blair, who's had a fun season to call this year. Chris, how are we doing this evening?
2: Doing good, man, doing good. It has been a fun ride. It's hard to believe that it comes down to this final game, but it's a great opportunity for... Coach Ogeron and the uh, Fighting Tigers to to finish the deal, so to speak, here in 2019 into 2020.
0: No question about it. Can't wait for this. But some SEC news today. Mike Leach coming to Mississippi State. Uh, of course, Lane Kiffin down in Ole Miss. It should be interesting. But I will say this. Joe Burrow, more touchdown passes this year than Anthony Gordon in Washington State. A nice 55 for Joe Burrow in what was an unbelievable season.
2: Yeah, the numbers that Joe put up this year uh, – you know, we all kind of felt like uh, going back to the Fiesta Bowl performance against UCF where, where LSU consciously made a decision to, to kind of let loose with the offense a little bit. Felt like they had to score points to win that game. And, and we kind of got a sense of, of, of the throws he could make, uh, both uh, intermediate and vertical. And uh, then we came into this year, changed the offense, brought in Joe Brady. Uh, knew he had a great receiving core. Uh, but the work these guys did in the off season and the, and, and the preparation for this senior year for Joe Burrow, I don't think any of us expected these numbers. We knew they'd be very good. We just didn't expect this.
0: Hey, Coach O is so uh, – I mean, there's so many people that, that like him. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, people around the city, everybody likes Coach O. And I was listening to him today. I was going back and listening to his press conference. You know, he's talking about the quarterbacks. You know, I'm more spoiled here in Kansas City watching Pat Mahomes. Uh, much like you all – are with Joe Burrow. What I saw in that playoff game, though, I've seen a lot of Oklahoma this year, of course, living in this area. And we're talking about the fourth best pass defense in the Big 12, the number one rush defense in the Big 12. For Joe Burrow to have eight touchdowns, one on the ground, seven through the air, that was just, that was something to behold watching that game. I have never seen anything like it.
2: No, I haven't either. I, I you know, can think back to when I was younger, maybe in the in the '90s, there were some teams that were that kind of dominant. Uh, but to see it with my own eyes, uh, you know, in Atlanta, seven first half passing touchdowns. Which uh, again, the the seven passing touchdowns, a college football playoff record. Justin Jefferson, four receiving touchdowns, a college football playoff record. and you know, we were walking around at halftime uh, after I left our booth, and, and there, were, there were media that follows LSU, there were media that follows Oklahoma, there were national media there, and everybody just kind of just had this, this Cheshire Cat grin on their face, like, did we just see what we saw? And it, it looked like Joe Burrow, the offensive line, and the receivers for LSU were playing a holiday backyard football game. I mean, they were just tossing all over the place, doing whatever they wanted to do, and you know, I think when you look back at a couple of plays in that first half, in in those scoring touchdowns, the thing that Joe Burrow I think has done just so incredibly well that I don't know how you quantify it, I don't know how you coach it. He, he just he made plays. He did it against Georgia, where I think if you talk to the defensive coaches for Georgia and Oklahoma, they called the right play, they had the right fit, and they executed the play about ninety nine percent, and yet burrow's able to extend the play move the pocket and and he and his receivers are just so much on the same page but they not only pick up positive yards they hit a big play and it just completely takes the momentum away from the opponent and and he's done it so many times this year
0: i never forget that alabama game as well 46 to 41 lsu over alabama in alabama there's a good chance they have seven guys drafted in the first round obviously devontae smith Going back to Alabama, he was on that fringe first or second round. But regardless, the day that he put up almost 400 yards and three touchdowns, you could tell something special with LSU, with Coach O, uh, and with this Tigers team when they were able to go to Alabama and win on the road like they did.
2: You know, it was interesting leading up to that week. It, it was just it was a weird feeling because, as you know, a lot of people know, going into that matchup, LSU hadn't won uh, or beaten Alabama in in eight seasons. And it, uh, it's, it's the way you're judged. It's the measuring stick. Coach O knew it when he took the job. Les Miles had to deal with it when uh, he lost in the 2011 uh, title game after beating Alabama in the regular season. Um, and it, it was just a weird feeling because LSU was like, you know, we're going to Tuscaloosa and we're going to go win this football game. And, you know, that to me kind of is a, is a microcosm for this season in the sense that, no matter who you are, whether you're Florida, whether you're Texas, whether you're Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Georgia, or Clemson, uh, if you're going to play and beat LSU, you're going to have to score, and maybe you will score. Uh, I think LSU's defense has been over-maligned this season for a number of reasons. they played extremely well over the last four games, in fact, probably the best performances of the season. Uh, but regardless of that, if you're going to beat LSU, you're going to have to score. And guess what? LSU might outscore you
0: anyway. It's it's unbelievable what they're doing, and we're talking to Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, both for football and basketball as well. And I think baseball, too. You do some baseball, Chris?
2: do all baseball. Do all three sports. There you, you go. got the best seat in the house. That's
0: right. you got the best seat in the house down there. Now, how big of a thing is this down in the state of Louisiana being so close to New Orleans? I'm sitting here looking at the Twitter account today of LSU great hype video even Tyron Matthews retweeting it out and everything else I mean people are watching that video here in Kansas City seen it a bunch of different times even people that work for the Royals talking about what great production it was by LSU but you know watching that hype video thinking about Coach O thinking about that team so close to New Orleans what's it like down there in Louisiana
2: well first off our digital media team uh, are some young kids, and I can call them kids. Um, and and I, I, I tell you, Lucasfilms, Disney, Universal, somebody's going to be snapping these guys up <laughs> because they've done an incredible job uh, with the storylines, the script, and obviously uh, what you see on those videos. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's lit here in Louisiana. Uh, you know, I, I didn't grow up here. I grew up in, in eastern Kentucky. Lived in Georgia a while, and, and since coming to Louisiana, one of the things I found is that they will throw a party at the drop of a hat. And you put their fighting Tigers in the national title game, something they haven't experienced, as I mentioned, for eight years. And on top of that, you put it in New Orleans, where they've had a lot of success. Didn't have it in 2011, uh, but they did their last time winning the national title, uh, and they've had some big games over there. I mean, it's, it's, you can feel it all week. Um, you know, I think a lot of us here in Baton Rouge, which is about an hour away from New Orleans by car, uh, the the city's shutting down basically yesterday mm. and uh, the weekend started on Wednesday night and people are already making their way to the big easy. Uh, they're they're going to be celebrating and partying and having a good time uh, for the next three or four days. So, Uh, You can't go anywhere, you can't turn on the TV, you can't look at social media, you can't turn on the radio uh, that they're not talking about LSU. In fact, it's been funny this week watching the local news, the lead story every night has been about LSU and the national title game. So that's should give you some indication. And trust me, there's other things going on in this state and in this city. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think anybody's paying attention.
0: Well, that's the way it is here with uh, the Chiefs and football. I have some family lived live down in Louisiana. Louisiana is one big party, and uh, I'm happy. It's a great state and some good people down there. But this game here, this Clemson Tigers team is a team. It's interesting because, you know, you talk about these, you know, how good they've been, 15-0, and then 14-0, and Trevor Lawrence, uh, uh, 25-0 and as a starter. People have been talking about that schedule, but then they beat Ohio State, and Ohio State's no joke how good that football team is. And Clemson, they're starting to be that team that's in here every year, but this is going to be a daunting task for LSU. I think we can throw away the schedules and who played who, and this is about this football game that you're going to be seeing on Monday night against a really good opponent.
2: Well, first of all, I worked five years at Clemson, and I enjoyed my time there, and uh, and 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 have a lot of close friends there, and you know I've been watching them from afar for for really the last decade, and and Dabo Sweeney's done as good a job as anybody yeah. in building an elite football program, and uh you know I think first of all the national media I think gave Clemson a big favor this year uh by letting them be the Rodney Dangerfield of college football, agreed, um, because because they are elite <laughs> in, in in all of the position groups and and uh, all of their players, but yet. I don't think anybody said they weren't any good or they weren't as good as they were last year, the year before, the year before that. I think because the schedule is what it is and it isn't their fault. Uh, frankly, the ACC's got some issues. If if they want to be talked about as a conference, there's just nobody. There's Clemson and then there's nobody else. But I think the question was for the national media, are they as good as last year? Are they as good as the year before? Because literally they didn't play anybody outside of the, the scare they got against North Carolina that could show you. So I think there's a big question mark for a lot of people unless you really put on the film and watch it. And when you do that yeah. and you see the guys that are going to earn a check in the league here next year and the year after, you realize this is built like an SEC West team. Uh, and that's not you know, by accident. That's, that's what Dabo did. Of course, he played football at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he knew, like I think everybody else in the country, Uh, eight, nine years ago, if you were going to compete for a national title, you had to be an SEC West caliber team because you were going to have to face Alabama.
0: And I think Uh, he won his ring as a player down there, didn't he? Yes. So so when you look at Clemson
2: now, you're looking at what they have in Tuscaloosa. You're looking at what we have in Baton Rouge. You're looking at what they have in Texas A&M from a standpoint of facilities, organization, and foundation. Uh, and, you know, I've watched a lot of film this week and, uh, you know, saw them play a couple of times this season and said the same thing everybody else did. Yeah, they dominated, but are they that good because of who they played? But when you break down the film, you realize real quickly uh, this this is a serious team, and, you know, they've got a potent offense. LSU's got a potent offense. Uh, I think Clemson's defense probably gets a little more credit than LSU's. I'm not sure if that's deserving based on the schedule. Uh, but they're both really good defenses, and a lot of guys who will play Monday night you will be talking about in the NFL very shortly.
0: And they got four guys right here from Kansas City, including Isaiah Simmons that played his high school football right in our backyard. So uh, very familiar with the, some of the players they have. But Chris Blair is the voice of the LSU Tigers. Chris, I can't thank you enough uh, for taking the time to join us. I know it's a busy week for you and a fun week uh, for you as Monday night will be as, about as good as it gets. Uh, in the profession you're in. No question about it. Speaking about Isaiah Simmons, uh, I didn't know where he was from. I didn't think he was from Earth. I
2: mean, that <laughs> kid is incredible, uh, can play three different positions. And I think, uh, you know, real quickly, the, the team that can get stops early defensively, and I know that sounds like a cliche, but because of these offenses, as good as they are, as efficient as they are, these teams typically run away from people in the first half. LSU going into the Oklahoma game had outscored opponents 338 to 114. When that happens, it changes the opponent's game plan. So for me, both of these teams are used to having big leads early. You get two or three stops in that first half, give your offense an extra possession. I think that'll be key, and I think it'll set the tone early in New Orleans.
0: No question about it. It's going to be fun to watch. I can't wait. It's going to be a good weekend of football. We got NFL, and then we got the, uh, the college football national title. I call it the best three days of football. Uh, that we have all year i know this year's young but the previous year too it's the best chris the best
2: absolutely and again we're very proud of uh, our former fighting tigers up there for
0: kansas city so best of luck this weekend yeah all right take care my friend thank you chris thank you there you go chris blair right there the voice of lsu coming up next yahoo sports very own nick bromberg who does he have winning this game we'll find out next Welcome back to Rush to Field. I'm Jay Binkley with Julio Sanchez producing. Thanks to Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers. Now it's time to talk to Nick Bromberg at Nick Bromberg on Twitter and Yahoo Sports CFB. What is up? Ah. What's up, Nick? Put him on hold there. There we go. What's up, Nick? Can you hear me, Nick? Oh, we lost Nick Bromberg. Yeah, we'll try to get him back here in a second, but uh, that was Chris Blair talking about that LSU football team, and it is fun to watch to be honest with you. you. Just think about how good that that team's been, and we think about Washington State, as I mentioned, Mike Leach going from Washington State down to uh, down to Mississippi State, Anthony Gordon, the quarterback at Washington State this year, three for 48 touchdowns in that air raid offense, Joe Burrow, a nice cool 55 touchdown, setting the SEC record of touchdown passes. It was held. By Drew Locke from Lee Summit High School, but there is that local connection. You've got uh, Park Hill South represented. You have Lee Summit West represented. You have Olathe North represented with the Butkus Award winner in Isaiah Simmons. It's a Kansas City feel to the Clemson Tigers and what Dabo Sweeney has been able to do building that. Joining us now, Nick Bromberg from Yahoo Sports. What's up, Nick?
3: On me. What is
0: this? You know what? I fat fingered it, man. It's, it's my bad. My bad, Nick. My bad. No,
3: I don't. Hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I actually, I actually want, you're a football nerd. Something we published today. I want to. I want to make. I want to stump you. Okay. In that the of all the college football playoff national championship games so far. Okay. The game between Clemson and Alabama in Phoenix. So the 2015 season. The game in January 2016. Sure. 45-40. Forty-five forty. Yes, has produced the most first- and second-round draft picks of any of the championship games so far. How many first- and second-round draft picks were on those two teams' rosters in that game? I'm going to go
0: 17. You
3: are stunningly still way under, 26.
0: Whoa. Oh, man, and just think about Alabama with the seven first-rounders this year. Unbelievable, 26 in that game. But here's Clemson. This is Clemson's now becoming the Patriots. Clemson is now becoming Alabama. You know, Alabama was that team that's so good. Well, here's Clemson; they're in their fourth uh, national title game in the last five years. Unbelievable what Dabo's been able to do in this era.
3: It, you know, it's fantastic. And you talk about this is where this is where you kind of throw the the finger to everybody who says the recruiting rankings don't matter because this is a Clemson team that has cleaned up recruiting wise, consistently top five classes with with Alabama and Georgia, and, and that produces the results in the field and. You know, I think also, too, you have to look at Clemson and what they've done. And similar to Missouri, and what Missouri had done, you know, under the Gary Pinkle, of finding the guys that not necessarily everybody was recruiting and then turning them into fantastic players. And I think you have to point to Isaiah Simmons, a native. Three star. Who is, going to, yep. who is going to be a top-15 pick in the 2020 NFL Draft if and when he comes out after this game. He's the best player on Clemson's defense. He lines up everywhere. He is literally the player who lines up everywhere the most in college football. I realize that sounds ridiculous, but he's the only player with at least six sacks, only player with at least three interceptions this season. If Clemson wins this game, I do think they end up covering that number, which is like six or six and a half. He is going to be the star on defense because of how versatile he is and who he can cover and how he can rush the quarterback.
0: No question about it, playing safety and linebacker. He was the Butkus Award winner as well. You know, they have a player defensive tackle from Park Hill South. You got Mario Goodrich the corner from Lee West that uh, I'll never forget the game that he matched up against Ronnie Bell, the wide receiver at Michigan. I seem to be talking about a lot of guys playing everywhere else, Nick, but here. Yeah, no, and also, too, it's good for Kansas
3: City that you've got the national powers coming in and getting these kids. Granted, if you're a fan of a local team, Want to see them go to KU, K State, Mizzou, but at the same time, it speaks to where Kansas City has kind of slowly crept up to match St. Louis on the other side of the state. Maybe not match it, but it's a close second now in terms of producing top end Division One talent. Where for I think for a while, the state to say in the eighties and nineties, St. Louis was way ahead.
0: Who do you got winning this game? All right, we got twenty five and zero. Trevor Lawrence is a starter. We have Clemson that's twenty nine and zero. In their last 29 games, we've got LSU with Joe Burrow. that's amazing with 58 touchdown passes and a Heisman Trophy under his belt and wide receivers that are ridiculous. This side of Alabama, the best wide receivers in the country. This is going to be a good game and a great game, I would hope. I would hope we're going to see a great game without any dog in the fight. Who do you got winning this game?
3: I think 38-34 LSU. I think LSU holds on. I think this, this. I hope this game ends up ranking up there with um, Georgia, Alabama, and Clemson, Alabama, and Deshaun Watson and Hunter Renfro in terms of just fun factor and awesomeness until the end. Um, I do think, and I think I've been marinating on this for a story for Yahoo Sports later this weekend. I think this is the best quarterback matchup, maybe since the BCS even started.
0: Yeah, and I agree.
3: Easily, and easily in the college football playoff era. Because I think what's fascinating to me about all this is you've got a guy in Joe Burrow, 55 touchdowns, set the SEC record, his completion percentage is unreal, averaging 11 yards per, completion, or per attempt, I should say, won the Heisman Trophy, number one team in the country, and you can straightforward, you sit there and say, is Joe Burrow the best quarterback on the field Monday night? I'm not so sure the answer is yes, because I think you're looking at the guy who's going to be the number one overall pick in 2020 and the guy who's going to be the number one overall pick
0: in 2021. It's insane what's going on in that game. Just the talent of the quarterbacks. It's, It's unbelievable. Hey, in other college football news, Mike Leach, the Pirate, leaving Washington State, Mississippi State. Now this is SEC media days poured into my veins. And not only that, the Egg Bowl. We all have an interest in the Egg Bowl now. Lane Kiffin versus Mike Leach, are you kidding me?
3: Oh, my gosh. Can, we were joking about this today after Leach got hired. Is the story of how DK Metcalf back in 2017 lifting his leg like a dog spiraled what has <laughs> gone or has sparked what has gone on in the state of Mississippi over the last two months is absolutely unreal. Obviously, Elijah Moore. Follows DK Metcalf up on Thanksgiving night with the penalty that ends up costing Ole Miss the Egg Bowl. Matt Luke gets fired. They go hire Lane Kiffin. Then you have the fight before the Music City Bowl at Mississippi State. There were rumblings that Joe Moorhead, had they lost that game, Moorhead would have been out right after the Egg Bowl anyway because Mississippi State would not have gone bowling. They end up going bowling. You have the fight with Garrett Schrader. Schrader misses the Music City Bowl. Moorhead then, after the game, he gets fired. We're now with Leach, and then I also think, too, which is fascinating from this, the SEC West is just an absolutely, it feels like the who's who in terms of name recognition from coaches. And, and you know, Sam Pittman's a character himself, but we're going to kind of throw him out of the equation here because he has never been a head coach at the Division One level in college football. So if you're going to put Pittman out of the equation, if you're ranking the coaches in the SEC West one through six, obviously Nick Saban is number one.
0: I'm not sure where you rank two through six the rest of the way. No, I'm with you. Thursday, November 26, 2020, Egg Bowl. Mike Leach versus Lane Kiffin. Who are you taking?
3: Uh, Oh, boy. Way too early prediction. You know, I'm going to say say Kiffin may get him right away because I believe that game is in Oxford. I'll say Kiffin gets him right away. But I think Leach is going to surprise somebody, at least one team, in uh, 2020. And let's hope it's not Missouri.
0: Missouri
3: travels to Starkville on November 7th.
0: Stark Vegas.
3: Hey, you know, Mike Leach, Lubbock, Pullman, Starkville. We were also wondering, you know, what is the equivalent of those two towns now in the Big Ten and ACC? There's only two Power Five conferences he's not checked out. Is he going to go, like, Champaign and Blacksburg to complete the, you know, the Power Five five
0: there? (laughs) That would be great. That would be great. Nick Bromberg, Yahoo Sports, kind enough to join us. Nick, we got the best weekend of football with the NFL in the college football playoffs. Enjoy your time in the snow. Get your brew. Stay inside, watch the games, and have some fun.
3: And fantastic. And also, too, shout-out, FCS championship game is also this weekend. It's a
0: great weekend. That's right. It's a great weekend all around of football with that FCS title game uh, as well. Thanks a lot, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me. There you go, Nick Bromberg right there, Yahoo Sports. Coming up next, Don Munson. He's the voice of the Clemson Tigers, the team that is becoming Alabama, becoming the New England Patriots, What has Davo Sweeney built? He's built a monster. We'll talk to Don Munson about it next. Joining us now on Rush to Field, the voice of the Clemson Tigers, Don Munson, who's done nothing but call victories as of late, as the Clemson Tigers now 29-0 in their last two games, making their third national title appearance in the college football playoffs. Good evening, Don.
4: I appreciate you having me on. Always good to good to be on with folks out in that area. Which Kansas area has been a good area for Clemson.
0: You know what? We were talking about that a little bit before you came on. And, you know, Isaiah Simmons, what a year. Butkus Award winner. And this guy is a complete stud. Just played here right in Olathe, Kansas. Just right in our backyard. But he's really turned into a special player. You know, he goes to Clemson as a three-star recruit. And now he wins the Butkus. And he's playing in yet another national title. No, he's, he's
4: been just a... forget the player just as a young man here in the system and in this program he has been outstanding just a just a pleasure to be around and uh you know expecting him to finish off his career in grand style uh, in new orleans on monday and then when he goes on to pro level now he's he's gonna he's gonna make somebody a better football team
0: no question i had Dabo on uh, on the show before he went on this incredible run that he's on and you know, I, I, you got to think about having a coach of that caliber. He won as a player. He's won as a coach uh, in the national title game back-to-back years. What makes Dabo so special as far as that program building that he's doing at Clemson?
4: Well, one is just his vision. I mean, the, the vision that he has, the belief system that he also has, the, the work ethic that he has as he goes through all of this. I mean, it's just – it's infectious. And he, he's one of the most positive people that you will ever be around. I mean – uh, there's just no negativity about him. He, you know, he tells his guys, listen, you know, life isn't, isn't easy. Life is hard. It's going to, you know, try to put you down. But you've got to find ways to, to get beyond that. So expect adversity in life. And when you get it, go push yourself through it and learn from that. Uh, that's why he keeps on saying that the best is, is yet to come for, for Clemson football. And I thoroughly believe that. You, I think that some people think that they've seen the best that Clemson football has to offer. I'm telling you, that's not the case. Clemson football has other heights that they're that they're going to reach and will reach uh, under his leadership.
0: When I think of some of the best college football programs in the country, it's Clemson. You have to mention Clemson. You just have to with the success that they've had, and with success becomes that uh, Patriots dynasty or Alabama, where all of a sudden you become the target. Not that Clemson already isn't that target, but that's what happens a lot of time with success. People gunning for you guys.
4: Well, there can only be one king of the hill, and, and when you reach that spot, that means that everybody else is. Is trying to climb up the mountain to knock you off. Now to get up there, you got to go through. You got to go through some pretty thin air. So you you got to be able to tough it out to, to be able to take those steps uh, to get there. Clemson right now is is certainly there. Uh, they want to maintain that perch, and uh, so they got a they got a game ahead of them on Monday. That if they're going to maintain it and take this thing to, to 30 and 0, um, then they've got to find a way to win a ball game.
0: I'm talking to Don Munson, he's the voice of the Clemson. Tigers and, Don, uh, no dog in the fight here in Kansas City, obviously. I, I'll admit I have been pulling a little bit for Clemson uh, because of the local talent uh, playing for that team, and I really like Dabo. Uh, but the fact is, you know, a lot of people were talking about the schedule this year at Clemson, and I caution people. I'm like, they have a quarterback that's probably going to be the first pick in the draft next season. All they do is win. They're 29-0, and and I don't care about their schedule. They can only play who's in front of them. But when Clemson beats Ohio State, Ohio State might be one of the better football teams, just like with LSU and Clemson that we've seen in a long time. They have three guys finish in the top six of the Heisman Trophy. So I don't care about schedules when Clemson goes out and physically beats Ohio State.
4: No, and I think that you know when you when you reach this point and you make the playoffs, you're going to play elite football teams, and so you've got to play well. I, and, and Clemson's been able to do that. They. You know they haven't let the other side. They haven't let the other factors really get in their way. They there's a saying around here that you that you have to play to the standard of Clemson. Don't you know as long as you play to the standard, then forget about the rest. You don't worry about what the other team is. Just play to the Clemson standard and don't let Clemson be
0: Clemson. Kelly Bryant's a quarterback. We had an opportunity to watch obviously uh, down the road at the University of Missouri, but uh, the quarterback that took over there, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, this guy is nothing but impressive. Uh, the game that he had but also that 67-yard run he took off on as well. 107 yards rushing to go with his nearly 260 yards passing. Trevor Lawrence, special player. You're talking 15-0, and 14-0 this year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I do believe, will be in that Heisman discussion next season and should be. Uh, he slow start this year, got rolling this season, but all the guy does is win, and you can't knock a guy for just winning. Well,
4: you know, all the Heisman talk, you know, that's, that's an individual thing and I can tell you being around Trevor he, he could care less about that sure you know you go back this summer he was the front runner mm-hmm. and, and was the front runner you know through maybe the first week or two of the season and then obviously things you know started to change a, a little bit uh, kind of like the the fortunes of Clemson Clemson started out number one and then they got dropped down to the number three the college football playoff committee first poll comes out they're at number five you know so it's a it's a little bit about about like that it's the two kind of mirror one another and but I would tell you that Trevor could care less about the individual. All he wants to do is, is see his team go out there, succeed, and win.
0: Well, you knew Clemson was going to get in that dance. I saw the rankings when they came out, and I was like, you kidding me? You, you, this is a national champion right here. you got to let them, You got to let them play in, until they're beat. I mean, Clemson, uh, the, if not the top program in the country, one or two. And I would say right now Clemson is the top football program in the country. Now, on the other side, playing an LSU team with Joe Burrow uh team with Ed Ogeron, it really has that that team up and rolling. And uh, Joe Burrow, you know, has those big numbers. Had the seven touchdown passes, the one touchdown uh, rushing as well. I'm sure when you look at this game, you know the fact that Baton Rouge close to New Orleans, this game is going to be a challenge because uh, I do feel that LSU and Joe Burrow, a special talent.
4: Oh, no doubt, and he is. You know, it's and it's not just Joe Burrow, but it's it's the rest of the guys that are on that team, both offensively and defensively. This is. This is, you know, it's got one of those team of destiny feels that that's about them, and that's difficult to beat. I mean, that's that's going to be difficult to beat. You There's going to be fifty thousand fans in the Superdome that are going to be there to to cheer on their LSU Tigers, and they'll be able to feed the beast, so to speak. You know, teams teams feel that teams feed off of that, uh, and so. But the reverse is also is also uh, there as well. Clemson's been a very good road team, and they also feed on the energy that that the opponent is, is giving them. And that's that, to me, I think is one of the things that really will make this matchup pretty interesting.
0: Hey, I tell you what, though, Don, I love the college football playoffs. I, I like getting the best teams. Now, obviously, Oklahoma didn't live up to that when they got into the college football playoffs. And no Alabama, no Alabama this year after five street trips uh, to the college football playoffs. But just to win this thing, I mean, this is unbelievable. The fact that Clemson's won this thing twice, they've been to the national championship, here they are in another national championship I mean, you know, hats off to Debo Sweeney and what he's done because it is not not easy when you get to this time of year. You have that long delay before the playoff game, and then you get a couple more weeks until the championship game. It's about maintaining focus, and Clemson does it about as well as anybody.
4: You no, know, this is something you go earn. No one's going to give this thing to you. <laughs> you got to go out on the out on the field and and earn this title, and uh, that's that's one of the the beauties of this. You know, it's that's that's the reason I like the playoff system. Uh, with, with the way that it's done. I think the committee's done a really good job of, of putting together the fields that they have, have put together. They didn't make any mistake this year. I think mean, they got the four best teams uh, that were available in college football and and put them in there, and now just let them get in there and slug it out and see who comes out on top.
0: Don, I think you and I could have put this list together. <laughs> it was a no-brainer. Clemson, Ohio State, and LSU deserved today. Oklahoma, and they got in there, but they needed to beat Baylor in that championship game, or it might have been a lot of discussion for that last team in the playoffs.
4: Well, I mean, but that's, you know, it's funny because just two weeks prior to all the, the uh, conference championship games, you know, there was a lot of argument with – but once we got the championship weekend and once all those things were, were complete, I think that everybody knew uh, what the committee – who the forward of the committee was going to choose. People like to jump the gun. Imagine that, that, that people want to jump the gun way too early and sure. start letting things play out. And when it comes to college football, you got to have some patience. Uh, with this and, and watch it play out and take care of itself.
0: Well, um, I think one of the highest compliments are nobody wanted to be in that first round game and have to play Clemson. I think that was uh, the well, positioning. There, no one yeah, wanted to play Clemson. It didn't
4: necessarily look like Ohio State was was two three No. when uh, they got shown on on camera. You know that uh, that Clemson was was going to be the team across the uh, across the bracket from them. But uh, again, you got to go play who you got to go play. It doesn't matter. You know somebody's just. Just in your way, and go go out there, fight through it, find a way to find a way to win, uh, and and battle on. And hopefully, that's what what Clemson will do. You know, Clemson has an opportunity to knock off the number two seed, and now the number one seed in all of this. If they're going to claim that golden scepter again,
0: yeah, no question. In two of uh, the better college football teams, in Ohio State and LSU, we've seen in a time. And if Clemson able to complete this deal. Uh, but it's fun to watch, Don. I really appreciate your time, Don Munson, voice of the Clemson Tigers. I enjoy watching the program that Dabo's building, and I know that uh, uh, it's, just, it's just fun to see what he's doing because he is a good guy, and it's uh, a pleasure watching Clemson uh, dominate like they have.
4: Well, I can tell you, I've got the best job here on the on the Clemson campus. Uh, from from that standpoint, it's a it's a pure joy for me to, to sit in the booth and, and call these games because this run that Clemson on is is pretty historical. So. Um, again, appreciate you having me on. Thanks for letting me spread a little gospel of the Clemson Tigers. Go Tigers.
0: There you go. Big thanks to Don Munson joining us there. The voice of the Clemson Tigers recorded from Chris, Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers earlier. Don't forget, uh, Fesco in the morning, uh, down at the uh, rally house, 95th and Quivira tomorrow. You have wings from Smokehouse you barbecue. Got a bunch of stuff. Chance to win $250 rally house gift card. So good stuff down there. Bob Allen Ford will have two cars for people to check out as well. DJ Hyden down there as well. But it's always fun. Festival in the morning, a little, uh, little uh, pre-party for the Kansas City Chiefs. This town going nuts. And this is a football weekend, Julio. This is what I've always been talking about. This is my favorite weekend of the year because of the, the NFL and the divisional round. Then, then we've got the college football playoffs on Monday night. And hopefully... We're talking about the Chiefs in the AFC title game again. And then we have this little uh, national title game to wet our appetite. I can't wait. This is a football fan's dream these next three days. No question about it. And we will make these predictions uh, tomorrow night, uh, bank at night to, uh, when Nivens from 99 Rock Joint jumps in here and is always wrong in his predictions as Julio and I always write. Lawrence Beer Company is supposed to be the uh, beer for tomorrow's uh, Two guys in a brewery, but thanks for uh, listening to uh, Rush to Field tonight. Uh, We've had fun doing it. This is not over, because next week, next Thursday, back, same time, 8 to 9 right here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, radio.com, as well as we dissect this uh, college football national championship game. Again, my thanks to uh, LSU, the voice of the Tigers, Chris Blair, and, of course, the voice of the Clemson Tigers, Don Munson, along with Nick Bromberg, who's joined me in different parts along the way this season, talking the national college football perspective from Yahoo. A huge thanks to Julio Sanchez producing the operation. It's college football, baby. We've had fun this year. We're not done. Still got one week left. Kansas State, Missouri, Kansas. Oh, we're not forgetting about you. Plenty to talk about. Unfortunately, you're not in this game. Anyway, go see Fesco in the morning. that at 95th and Quivira tomorrow at Rally House. Thanks for listening to Rush the Field. Good night.
1: the field with Jay Binkley. Attorney CPA Joe Cordell. Divorce is never an easy decision, nor should it be. You didn't get married to get divorced, and if your thinking is right, you won't choose divorce when good alternatives exist. Having said that, if you're a man facing divorce, you should know that, like many things in life, timing is
0: important. Too often guys find themselves in a divorce court when their businesses are thriving,
1: when their investments are appreciating, and their income soaring. Not surprisingly, these conditions tend to produce more painful property divisions and your support orders. The reverse is typically true when men are in less favorable financial circumstances, when their assets and their ability to pay are diminished. My point is simply this. Divorce may make the most sense for men when they can least afford it. Think about it. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Missouri or Kansas attorneys. A partner men can count on. Online at cordellcordell.com.